We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to an express episode of the Brooklyn Buzz podcast presented by OTGBasketball.com. I'm your host, Nick Faye. With me as always on the Brooklyn Buzz, my guy, Jack. And Jack, we have some breaking news today. The Nets make their first trade of the season. Trevor Booker to Philadelphia 76ers for Jalel Okafor, Nick Staustis, and the 2019 New York Knicks second round pick. Thoughts on the trade? Perfect. What were your emotions when you read this? I was shocked in love. Uh, it was a range of emotions, Nicholas. It's like waking up on Christmas morning and find out you get like <laughs> a new PS4. And then you've also got like new games to go with them and a controller. But then at the same time, you know, you lose your old Nintendo 64 that you, you've known and loved for, for, for years and years. And it's been so loyal to you because there's mixed feelings to go with this because Trevor Booker has been such such a great net guy. Um, but the, the package that we got, um, you can't fault our guy, Sean Marks, who we, who we sung his praises on the Thanksgiving pod. So uh, great work by the Brooklyn franchise yet again. Yeah, honestly, I, I was like irrationally really happy. I didn't expect it because we, like you said, we spoke about the Okafor trade in the past as well, about the Nets possibly picking him up. And I wasn't too excited, but now I just feel more excited. Now the Nets have number two and number three pick from the 2015 draft, Joel Okafor, D'Angelo Russell. And like you said, before we talk about the trade from the Nets perspective, let's give a shout out to Trevor Booker. Like you said, true pro in Brooklyn. He really is one of the guys that helped change the culture for the Nets. He played hard every night. He brought that energy. And like we talked about in a pod a few, a few days ago, he got us that win in Dallas with his rebounding. So Booker, Shout out to you. Thank you for everything you did for the team, and we'll definitely always appreciate you. Yeah, those muscles. I'm just going to miss those muscles, Nick. <laughs> the flex. Whenever he gets like that, that flex, those put-back dunks. Like, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to use the muscle emoji as much anymore, but you know, Trevor Booker tweeted out only 30 minutes ago, it's been real Brooklyn. We'll always have nothing but love for you. Love my time in New York. Uh, and I'm sure those feelings uh, are nothing but reciprocated from all Brooklyn fans, including ourselves. 
Yeah, and it works out for Booker, too. He gets to go to a playoff team. Philly looks like they're almost a lock for the playoffs this year with the way Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are playing. So he gets to go there. He's an expiring contract anyways, and there was a good chance he wasn't going to come back to the Nets. So it really worked out. But let's talk about what we received in this deal. For, like I said, Trevor Booker's expiring contract, we received Joel Okafor, Nick Stastis, and the Knicks 2019 second-round pick. Let's start with Okafor, who himself is an expiring contract but he was the number two pick in the 2015 draft. Yeah, the fact that we now have, like everyone's talked about, the Brooklyn doesn't have any draft picks. D'Angelo Russell, 2015. Jalil Okafor, first round in 2015. Uh, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, same year, late first round in 2015. Karis LeVert, the 20th pick in 2016. Jared Allen, the 22nd pick in 2017. Um, we're building here nicely, Nick, and I don't know what the hell Sean Marks is doing <laughs> What school he went to because I need to learn how his management skills because he is an absolute savant. Yeah, he is. And uh, I think one of our OTG guys tweeted this out, Jay Christian. He said this seemed like a Spurs-type move. And that's the school that Sean Marks went to, Jack. He went to the Spurs school of basketball, and they really taught him well. Like you said, we picked up all these young players. Like the net situation was horrendous. We had Rondé as our one good young player. Nobody else on the team is even still on the team. So they really transformed this organization into bringing another piece like Okafor, who, you know, hasn't had a ton of success in the NBA. His rookie year was pretty good, but he definitely has talent. The Nets have done a lot with guys like Dinwiddie, guys like Joe Harris, who people thought might not even be NBA-type players. And I expect them to do a lot with Okafor, too, and it's not like there's nothing there to work with. No, and, like, if you can see what's already happening with a guy like Tyler Zeller, who has probably a fraction of the talent that Jaleel Okafor does, you implant, you know, some of his minutes. You take all of Mozgov's minutes, even maybe a couple of Jared Allen's minutes. Um, you give those to Jalil. He's going to develop. I really, I'm really excited about the pick and roll um, chemistry he's going to develop with a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie. Yep. I think both of them is going to be really exciting. Um, and even Karis Levert, like you know, there's going to be just some, and even Karis Levert reuniting with a with an old college dude um, in Nick Stauskas. So. I don't know, the chemistry uh, that we've raved about before in Brooklyn, Nick, it just seems to be growing and growing. And I think, you know, with Jalil being an expiring contract as well, he's going to want to ball out. He said before, um, we all know the free jar movement that, you know, all he wants to do is get out there and play. And I think he's really going to have that opportunity out in Brooklyn. You know, not a lot of our guys get above, you know, 30, 32 minutes. But um, in terms of our center rotation, that's one thing that we were very worried about. And we suggested this in, in earlier pods. So... I think maybe the Nets hierarchy have been listening up. Yeah, honestly. Uh, and it makes sense. And like you said, kind of you could see where uh, Zeller has success in the pick and roll with Dinwiddie. You could see Okafor do that. He's a better finisher. He has a little bit more offensive talent down low. He has a few post moves. He can finish around guys. Also, I feel like D'Angelo and Okafor are going to have good chemistry just because they're from the same draft class. They have that chip on the uh, chip on their shoulder. You tweeted out that picture on your uh, Twitter account before, you know, them at the um, – the Team Rising USA. Star Challenge, yeah, Rising yeah. Star game. So that's it's pretty exciting, and it's just exciting. I don't know why this like excites me so much, but having the number two and number three pick from the 2015 draft class just feels so great. Obviously, the other guys picked ahead of them and behind them have done really well too. But it's good for the Nets to just get some real talent in there. Yeah, and the fact that we've also Nets Daily has been um pretty hot in their Twitter so far, but we've saved some cap space as well. So you know, not that that it was ever a worry, but if we want to take on some some more bad contracts for some extra picks, whether they be second rounders or first rounders, a lot of um, people have been in hindsight criticizing the Alan Crab deal for the lack of any compensation in terms of even a second rounder. 
Um, but I think, you know, this deal more than makes up for it with Sean Marks has done. The fact that, you know, Brian Colangelo was, was so steadfast in the fact that they wanted something for Jaleel and just a second rounder straight up. But we got a second rounder from them as well as Nick Sauskas, and we gave up an inspiring contract that saves a salary cap room. Um, I think if you made a very good point, Nick, that I'm going to steal because I want to sound smarter than everyone, <laughs> um, that the second round pick alone, if you look at the, all these three guys are expiring, expiring deals, so if all of them you know, fizzle out and end up in China or, or Europe or whatever, the Nets still have a second round pick in 2019, which is the New York Knicks, which will be not too bad because, you know, unless Chris Abspozingas plays 82 games in that season, they're not going to be that great. So I think it works well. And, you know, we can turn, if Sean Marks can turn this deal into something, then that second round pick could end up being, who knows? Yeah, honestly, a second round pick is kind of exciting too. But, Still on Okafor, let's go best case scenario for Okafor, then we'll go worst case scenario, and then we'll go what we actually expect. So best case scenario for Okafor for the rest of the season on the Nets. Best case scenario, I reckon he can uh, put up like an 18 and 9. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, he could push uh, a double-double on most nights. Um, he doesn't have, you know, some of the same skills as, as, as our other bigs. Um, he's defensively lacking, so... You know, if he can get a block or two, that'd be certainly helpful. Um, but I think where he's going to get his money is going to be on that offensive end, if he can put up some buckets down low. Um, and I think if he learns to sort of kick it out, how not that he's uh, Joel Embiid, his former teammate in any stretch, but Joel has really learned how to kick it out to his um, perimeter shooters. Maybe even a guy like Nick Scousers, who I really like, um, and I think adds to our three-point shooting. So I think... If we play, and, you know, we've been mentioning our, our points in the paint generally when they are quite high, we look good. And Jalil is really good at that. So I'm excited about it. I reckon he can push an 18 and 9 double-double most nights. Um, and I can't see why he can't. We said similar things about D'Angelo, and he exceeded our expectations. Yeah, I think best case scenario, I'm probably a little bit lower than you because I think that the Nets are still going to get uh, minutes for Zeller and definitely for Jared Allen. So I don't know if Okafor would have the minutes to put up those. I think best case for me, if he could average even like 10 and 6 off the bench, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. You know, just shooting a high percentage, like you said, giving us some paint scoring. I think yeah. the Nets looked at it as an issue. Something that Atlanta did to us when we lost at home on Saturday is they kind of locked down the paint a little bit, made it harder, and made us shoot contested shots. They had no rim protectors, but we don't have a ton of great inside finishers. So adding somebody like Okafor, who can give us a little bit of an inside presence, like I said, he hasn't dominated in the NBA, but he's been pretty good. And I believe on his career, uh, zero to three feet from the rim, he's shooting 68%. So that's not a bad number at all. Probably better than anybody else on the Nets shooting inside. Yeah, and I remember back in the day, um, like when he first came into the season and he sort of got off to a real hot start, the starters were talking him up and some of his stats were just, you know, outstanding. Sort of like, you know, when they throw out those big names like a, a, an Oscar Robertson or Wilt Chamberlain, he's putting up like 2010, 25 and 10, 25 and 15, um, albeit on that sixes, uh, those 1973 sixes, which were certainly trash, but... Um, we've seen him put up numbers, Nick. I think he's going to be so motivated. If we thought D'Angelo Russell was motivated to play well, then boy, oh boy, are we going to be seeing something from Jalil Okafor. Yeah, and I think the one thing with that motivation, not only will it help him ball out offensively, I think if defensively, if you're not that gifted of a player, you have to put in a lot of effort. And when you have that extra energy on defense, I think that's going to make an impact. Obviously, the yeah. Nets in their system, they're not going to play him if he doesn't play well, if it doesn't work out. Like you said, 
you know, the Nets still have the second round pick. So there's really nothing to lose. But worst case scenario for Okafor. Worst case scenario is that he fizzles out. Um, you know, injuries might continue to plague him. He doesn't really have that much of a base. Um, but he's been, he's said to be, uh, you know, working really hard in the gym. So I don't think that that's going to be an issue. But in terms of point production, I reckon, you know, he's in single figures, less than five rebounds a game. Um, but in, in all honesty, I can't see that happening just because even on a, a crappy 76ers team, he was able to put up decent numbers. And he's going to have opportunity. Um, I think in our OTG group chat, Matt Chin, um, shout out to him, gave, made a really good point about the fact, and I've, I've seen this on SB Nation, um, the SB Nation Bulls fan page as well, why other teams didn't go hard after him, like the Chicago Bulls. Um, what the Nets did in terms of the deal that they got, um, I'm sure plenty of other teams could have offered more, but Sean Marks continues to work his magic. Yeah, and just shout out to Sean Marks. Like you said, we gave him a, a Thanksgiving episode. We were thankful for him, but he continues to work that magic and get us these young pieces. Worst case for me, like you said, I think he fizzles out, doesn't work out. But like I said, we still get the second round pick, so it doesn't really matter because Booker was expiring and I didn't think he was going to return. Yeah. Realistically, what do you expect from Okafor? What do you think is going to happen this year if you had to make a guess at a stat line? We're assuming he's yeah. coming off the bench. Yeah, I guess he's I would assume he's coming off the bench. Actually, I don't know what it could happen. Depends on how he plays. Yeah, it's definitely dependent on how he plays. Um, Tyler Zeller has been starting, um, and you just you just assume for the for the at least for the time being that that's going to happen. Um, obviously, it's a bit crappy that we lose Booker in our road trip, and we're down to some ten players on the roster, so it's going to leave us a little bit weak in terms of rotations. But you know, it's all for uh, for the for the betterment of the team in the long run. Um, but I'm thinking maybe a twelve and a six, uh, twelve and a seven, maybe. Um, I think he's he's good enough to put those up even on 20 to 22 minutes a night. Um, and I think his minutes only go up. And I think by the end of the season, he'll be playing 25 to 28 minutes. Um, and I think he probably would have superseded um, at least Zeller in the rotation, if not Allen. Um, I'm just hoping that there can be a nice balance between, you know, the real defensive and cap capabilities that Jared Allen has and the sort of relationship that he has with um Karis LeVert in that second unit and you know Jalil hopefully developing a nice tandem with Spencer Dinwiddie and D'Angelo when he comes back as well yeah I think that's an interesting point I would not be surprised at all if the Nets played Jared Allen more at the four they played him a little yeah. bit at the force this season if he can hit the three like we mentioned in the previous pod like we said he only hit one but there still is that potential athletically under the defensive end they can hide him there's plenty of guys they can hide somebody with that athleticism and that ability to defend on the perimeter even being that big so like you said who knows, maybe an Okafor and Allen pairing could work at some points because Allen could really help cover up for Okafor's deficiencies on defense. But I think regardless, what I want to see from Okafor this year is just a defense pickup. Just be smarter. You know, Tim Duncan wasn't the most athletic player ever that played defense. He was just super smart, high basketball IQ, and he knew how to use angles in his size. Something that you just want to see Okafor do. Obviously, I'm not saying I expect him to be Tim Duncan by any standard, but just try to steal some of the things that some of the great defenders do in the NBA. Realistically, though, this year, I think, like you said, I think double digits is expected, especially at the, at the pace the Nets play, long as he's getting 20 minutes a game, and I think six rebounds. And I just want him to shoot over 50%, you know, a yeah. solid percentage from the field, and I'll be cool. Well, let's talk a little Nick Stastis. I know you like him. Best case scenario for him and worst case scenario, and then realistic. We'll go through him quick, though. Sauce Castillo, I'm hoping, you know, he can shoot. He can be like a, a Joe Harris light, um, maybe about 38% from three, which I think would be great, a bit above uh, the, the, league, the, the league average. And, you know, 
had those hot nights where he might go off 15 or 20. Um, you know, he gets six or seven threes. Um, but, you know, I'm just hoping he can just add to that three-point rotation because, you know, it's part of our motion. It's part of our system. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to the hot sauce of Sauce Castillo. Yeah, if he can bring some hot sauce, like you said, best case scenario, if it works out and he can light it up for three, it's another guy that we developed. And we know the Nets need three-point shooting regardless. So if it works out like that, that's best case. Worst case, doesn't work out. He's an expiring. See you later. Yeah, just ship him off. You know, I'm sure he'll have plenty of plenty of offers out in China and Europe. Um, but, you know, it's worth a flyer um, exactly. to get a guy like that. And the fact that where he's replacing someone like a Sean Kilpatrick who doesn't really fit right now in terms of his play. Um, Nick Stauskas, um, there's nothing but upside to him. Like what you're looking for. Um, it's just two different guys that do have two completely different skill sets, but two very key skill sets to what the Nets run inside and out. Yeah. Uh, like you said, the key, it's the skill sets that match and just another nice move by Sean Marks getting him thrown in there. You know, you know he was kind of a throw-in piece, so it works out for the Nets. Realistically, what do you think he does this year? Me, personally, I don't think he'll probably see many minutes unless somebody's banged up. They might bring him in a few times. But I think what the Nets have, they'll probably roll with that. And Kilpatrick's minutes will probably go to other guys or go to Whitehead. Yeah, this this talk, yeah, that, that's that, I'm thinking that that's probably a good point as well, Nick. Um, I, I think that... We've had our injuries in terms of, you know, Crabs have missed with back soreness. Um, Ronde's been missing. Damari's going to probably miss a game or two just due to his age um, and some of his lingering issues. So there's no reason to complain about an extra rotation guy because the Nets, um, historically, you know, in our, in our very short season so far, we've been needing bodies. And I'd rather have someone who can knock down a three than, you know, someone who's lumbering and has taken bad twos or is making, is turning the ball over on a consistent basis. So hot sauce, hopefully, you know, know, 10 minutes a night would be nice. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, some jungle time threes. Um, You know, there's anything we get from him is a bonus. Yeah. Like you said, who knows? Maybe he could be like a Joe Harris or a Spencer Dinwiddie or even Sean Kilpatrick to an extent did work out last year. The Nets got the most probably out of him. So, Works out for that. And shout out to Kilpatrick, who played on the team last year, worked really hard to get in the NBA where he's at. It just didn't work out. Something seems off with his game. I'm not really sure what it is, but... Yeah, I think he's going to work well nicely, Nick. I reckon, you know, if someone takes a flyer on him, whether it's, like, someone who's just wanting some extra bench depth, whether it's a Washington or, or a Cleveland, um, he had one of the best moments of, of our season last year in that Clippers game where he just absolutely went wild and caused Doc Rivers to turn into the Hulk. Um which was fun, one of my favorite moments <laughs> of the season. So nothing but love for Sean Kilpatrick, and um, I'm sure he'll find success wherever he goes. He's got the right mentality. Yeah, good luck to you, Sean Kilpatrick. But that wraps it up for the Brooklyn Buzz. Obviously, we're probably not going to see Okafor play or Stauskas play until the Nets get back in the States. Right now, they're in Mexico City. So good luck to the Nets tonight. Hopefully, they can get the win in OKC. They'll be a little shorthanded. And Jack, thank you for hopping on, and thank everybody for listening. Oh, and also, before I forget, you can listen to the Brooklyn Buzz on iTunes, Block Talk Radio, and otgbasketball.com. Go Nets. Go Nets. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.